Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You know, with international adoption, sometimes there's unknowns and things that are not transparent on files and things like that. And once Huxley came home, there was a lot more special needs that we weren't aware of. And that's why, like, on Instagram and stuff, I've tried to, like, let you know as little as I could, but I couldn't tell you anymore because I didn't want to mess anything up. <laughs> and it's just been a really hard place to be in like because like I know deep down inside that I don't have to say anything like I'm not I don't have to say this I don't have to but I want to like I want to tell you the reason why we can't go into detail of what actually transpired is because we're truly going to protect Huxley's privacy like Jimmy said earlier when we got Huxley we didn't know a lot of these unknowns. The reason we haven't updated you sooner is because the medical professionals, the agencies, multiple people have been allowing for Huxley to spend time with some different people to see and to make the perfect match and fit for his now new forever family. Thank you for everything and we just really appreciate all of your support and kindness, but just please respect, respect our, our privacy. privacy. Just thank you. to another episode of everyone's business but mine with me Kara Berry. This is a very special episode. I never talk about YouTubers and YouTube drama but I had to talk about what is going on with Micah Stoffer and her um, quote rehoming of her adopted child Huxley. Um, so join with me is Sophie Ross, incredible writer, woman of the universe. Okay. <laughs> um, but just a heads up, there were some slight technical issues. So if it sounds like at times where like I might be a little bit warbled, I, my apologies. I'm so sorry. The internet is a dark place and it doesn't always work for us. Okay. I'm just one woman doing the best that I can. So if there's a little bit of warbling on my end, if there's a little bit where maybe it sounds a little bit stunted, I'm, I did as much editing as my small little mind, my little woman mind could do. Okay. So thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Adoption I'll talk to you issue soon. That's happening Bye. with one YouTube's Micah Stoffer. Join with me is Sophie Ross. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Oh, um, let's, how do we even begin this? I, th- I want to say like, I think, first of all, I really appreciate you and what you do on Twitter because I love mess, but I need it to be like packaged and like 
ready for me to go in like a nice Twitter thread. Like there's nothing more annoying to me than seeing somebody trending and then having to like scroll and scroll and scroll to see like what everybody's talking about. Yeah, you just see the Denzel Washington meme. <laughs> really? It, it, that that meme triggers me so much. Like, if I have to see that gif one more time, I'm going to lose it. So I know. I <laughs> so I really appreciate what you do. I actually have like gone through your Caroline Calloway threads. Um, your you did a thread about Ariel Charnas, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate people who will just like give me all the tea in like one pretty little package. Um, so the internet has been blazed with a story of a YouTuber who has quote unquote rehomed her. Um, adopted child what would you say would be like just for people who don't know who she is like what is the easiest way to describe what Micah does yeah so I had actually never heard of her until I was scrolling on reddit there's like a blog snark thread subreddit that I mm -hmm. that I like scrolling in and I haven't heard of so many of these influencers because she's really not my the type of influencer I'd follow. She, I guess you could say she's a mommy blogger. So she has a YouTube channel. Her husband is really involved. They like had their own channel originally called Stouffer Life. And she gained a following from documenting her adoption process. So yeah. I believe she had around like 4,000 subscribers on YouTube before she adopted Huxley. And right. then her Huxley adoption videos went kind of viral and she ended up now I think she has 700 something subscribers which are dropping on YouTube by the way but yeah, yeah so yeah. she's a mommy blogger she has these biological children now she adopted Huxley had a baby after him and just documents her whole like mommy blogger life in Ohio Midwestern very middle America right so I think what I think is like fairly important is that like she is getting all the activists and obviously like it's her husband so like he's just as involved in like the parenting like she might be a stay-at-home mom but like every decision that they made about this child has to have been done in tandem with each other so i kind of don't like that like people are placing all the blame on this on her when it's both of them Oh, I totally agree. And he actually has a YouTube channel that's bigger than hers. It's called Stouffer Garage. And he has like almost a million subscribers. And I guess he like details cars. Like I don't, I don't know who's watching his YouTube videos, but a lot of people are. Yeah. So someone, when I first started tweeting about this, someone was like, hey, be sure to call out his YouTube channel. It makes more money than hers. So that's why I, I included that part. But he absolutely should be getting just as much heat as her. I think that she she built this audience. She is kind of, you know, the influencer, the face of it. Mm -hmm. um, but he was just involved in this decision. And they're both, you know, culpable for the backlash they're getting. And yeah. Yeah. And they also have like a family vlog channel, or they used to, since all of this has happened, all the videos have gone. Yeah. I mean, I think Jim it's a big fuck you to Jim too as well as Micah um so yesterday I spent like I was kind of like you like I hadn't really heard of her I think that YouTube drama for one is like really interesting because there are so many receipts <laughs> like people are obsessed with YouTube people are yeah. obsessed with like YouTube culture so like there's really nothing like when a controversy happens when a drama happens there's going to be somebody on the internet who has all of this evidence of like things that were going wrong from the beginning like that maybe people didn't notice and I I really appreciate that about YouTube stuff because there's always something or there's always five somethings where it's like oh we put it we should have seen this coming um but I went and yeah. watched like basically all of Micah's videos regarding like the journey to getting <clears throat> Huxley, who was a kid that they adopted from China. And these are the things that like really jumped out at me is one, like you mentioned, she wasn't really like a big, um, like she did decently, they did well. Um, 
they've gotten more money, more followers, more um, spawn con deals. Like he is responsible and like their journey with him is like they've profited off of this child in a major way. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that the first thing that jumped out to me is that they, Micah starts off by saying in like one of the first videos about him, I think literally the first video where they were talking about adoption is about how they did research and they felt compelled to do a special focus adoption versus an LID adoption. And the difference between that is like a special focus child is typically an older child with like mild to severe special needs, whether it's physical or developmental versus LID, which would be like a younger child anywhere between 12 and 18 months with just mild special needs. So they were seeking out a child that they knew was going to be like, you know, a, a bigger responsibility than just your average. Oh yeah. They were, they were very aware. And like you said, there are just so many receipts. So the fact that they came out and, you know, in that tearful wearing all white video, um, saying that his needs were more special than they realized. There's literally a video of Micah, and I'm sure you saw it, saying this child is not returnable. He's not refundable. I can't remember the exact terminology that she used, but it was bizarre per usual. Right. And that even if he had in a wheelchair, like it, it was their calling, that they know they can handle it, even though doctors were deterring them from doing it. So yeah. it's just a mess because again, like you said, there are so many receipts. It, it's really crazy. Like Micah was going on about how she was an RN and I guess Jim had like medical experience. So they were so prepared to have a child with special needs. And like, you know, she made the example, like if there were like a hundred, you know, issues that a child could have, we were prepared for 99 of them. And, you know, when she found Huxley and it was a right match, she, or like, you know, just like, I felt called to this particular child. She said she saw his diagnosis and that her heart sank and that she was so scared, but she prayed to God for a sign and she found it. And then when they saw like a video about them. So she said like, again receipts she did the research she claims she was in the mommy chat rooms discussion boards she reached out to moms who had um <clears throat> children with special needs spoke to them on the phone like, just invited all the diligence uh you know going so far as to say like we had you know we were getting information from the doctors in China about him, but then we also had our doctors in America who were looking at his files and his him. scans. And, <clears throat> like you said, like and the fundraiser was that they were doing a 1,000 piece puzzle of his face. And that each time somebody donated, which would have been $5 per puzzle piece, they were going to create the puzzle and then reveal oh what he looked like. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. so gross. Yeah. So, so gross. But so that was part two. But then in part three, she says that they only received half of the funds at that point and then revealed a picture. So it's like, and like, be like, oh, you can only see his face once we get this $5,000, but then you only got 2500 by the next episode, and you revealed his face anyway. <laughs> it's like, well, which one is it? Which one is it? I know. I uh, know. So, yeah, the fact that she had asked her followers for so much money, kind of, I mean, literally exploiting his adoption journey. Um <laughs> Truly, yeah. And then in that video where she goes, the the most recent one, where she says, we don't have to tell you guys anything. 
And it's like, yes, you do. <laughs> you suck your followers and you got them invested. You owe them 1000% transparency. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's that's, just unbelievable. That's a great conversation to be had about like what the responsibility is of people who were so like live out loud and so you know, you put these kids on social media, you expose everybody to your life and the details of your life, but then it's like when things go wrong, like if you just want to put it down to dollars, um, it's, they're really, really, I I find this very confusing, but I don't, because I feel like she's a mommy blogger, and she's like, there are like shades of Christianity to this, and there are, you know, like, she's very much the lady who like, I work out, I'm a vegan, I like to organize, I have beautiful things, everything in my house is like white and cream, and you know, like, it's just like, people trying to live up to this fantasy of whatever the fuck and it's never really the truth like I've seen things and about how when she was working as an RN like she rammed a medical table medical tray into one of the other RMs who was pregnant and how like she would you know if she is even half as bad as who she was back then like she should have never had children um I it's it's very very strange and I another thing that bothered me is that they were talking about prior to and then immediately after going to get him in China how they how when they got him they were like okay we were going to be prepared because even though this is an exciting time for us um it's not going to be exciting it is going to be traumatic for him to go from like his one home to the next um Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know foreshadowing on that one but like talking about how when other kids when she saw other families with their adopted kids like how they seemed so bonded and how like jealous she was and how frustrated she was those first few days of getting him and how just like (sighs) how difficult he was like right from the beginning which is like okay fair like but you understood that and it just seemed like more than like where I wasn't prepared for how difficult this would be and more like annoyance like they were annoyed with him from the start yeah, um, and I'm sure you saw the the thing that she posted in one of the Facebook groups where she said that it drives her husband bonkers yes. when Huxley would watch him eat. And someone, I don't remember who it was, another person on Twitter was like, um, it drives me bonkers when my kids watch me shit, but that's just part of having kids. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like, to, to, it's like all of the things that they had issues with were like, just like inconveniences to them. And it's like, why didn't you, if you wanted to truly, like, why would you put the responsibility of of adopting a special needs child if you couldn't, ha- like, it's very clear that you guys were never really prepared for this. Like, mm-hmm. it does, it's, it's sick. <laughs> it's actually yeah. sick that they profited yeah. off of this child. And one thing that really I just thought was like I'm being petty at this point but it's like before they got him they were like oh we've been preparing for him like we ate Chinese food four times last week oh my god I didn't see that but I hate that (laughs) and she was like well Jim made Chinese food which I'm sure is just like you know whatever bagged frozen food you can get at the supermarket like that isn't you guys tapping into his culture that's you guys getting like like sesame chicken right. from the pf chang's frozen section like that's and not... they named him huxley like they gave him like <sighs> the whitest name ever <laughs> and i think like you said there are so many things to unpack here and the fact that 
A, they didn't try to, you know, teach him or connect him to his culture at all. After he lived there, he lived in China with a foster family until he was like two or something until they adopted him. So he, it wasn't like he came as a newborn. Like he lived there in China. Right. It didn't seem like they made any effort to learn like what, what he understood in terms of like the Chinese language, it, they were like, oh, we went to a Chinese New Year festival, like before he even got there. And it's like, okay, well, what does that do for him? <laughs> what does that mm-hmm. do for him at all? It, it, oh my God, these people. Um, I know, I know. It's like, I, it just makes me so upset the more I think about it because he was with a foster family again in China. It's like, teach him these things like under like don't just call him um nonverbal. he doesn't know english like right. <laughs> i feel like they were just assigning these problems to him attributing them to him when really they weren't making an effort it appears yeah. which is just so upsetting to me and like again i feel like she wanted that white savior title and mm-hmm. i'm sure you saw the facebook message Um, where she was trying to adopt again after Huxley and said, what are some special needs that are actually easy to handle, but other people wouldn't think are easy. Yeah, Like the way she phrased it, she so clearly was trying to get the credit for being this white savior, like, oh my God, you're such a good person. But she wasn't willing to actually deal with it when it got hard. Yeah, like to say like, what is something that looks difficult to other people, but is actually going to be like convenient to me and but it'll just make me look great. Like, how do you even get it's to a thought process like that? <laughs> Exactly. It's, un- it's so pathological where it's like, okay, what kind of like personality disorders are we dealing with here? Truly, truly, truly. And I, you know, there were other very obvious issues like where people saw like, you know, he is autism. He, they said he's like at a level three in terms of the autism spectrum. Um, from switching out his bedroom twice, you know, just like making his environment really more chaotic than it needed to be. Not, you know, he has a lot of soothing things and he was sucking his thumb a lot. And there's a video where they actually have duct tape around this child's thumb but then there's evidence of their one of their children sucking her thumb at seven and they're not doing anything to deter oh, yeah. that um just the biological it, daughter at the oldest one at eight years old is like sucking her thumb in every single video just saying yeah it, and the fact that like they kept referring to their children as like my bio children and like like an animal like oh this is his forever family his forever home um just like terms that you wouldn't use about a human <laughs> you would use about an animal and like there was a even a picture of them at halloween where like they're all dressed like starbucks people or not people but like starbucks drinks but like huxley's like the worker the employee at starbucks but like all the kids get to be like a cute little frappuccino or whatever the fuck and uh, i my heart hurts for this kid because i I just don't think there was ever it's just it's yeah i just don't understand like how one gets to the conclusions that they drew about like wanting to adopt a child knowing and like they were doing fine financially like they were staunchly middle class but then you know with him they're moving to this gorgeous huge like six hundred thousand dollar house like Mm-hmm. they have the Mercedes they have the Range Rover when originally they were like all about like oh we buy everything used and we go to the dollar store and this is how we save money and this is how we and like really responsible but then it's like 
yesterday I'm watching a video of them doing a house tour and she's like got this like Tom Ford book and Louis Vuitton books just like on display she's like oh I haven't even looked at them like and you know just like her mindset is so gross and it's so like I don't understand why these people feel a need to like give the air of like we live this fabulous life and everything comes so easy to me and like every all of my kids are so cute and put together and I'm hot and my husband's hot and we're we just living this fabulous life and it's like attainable but not attainable just enough to make people tune into them I I, I hate that culture of social media I think yeah and I think that makes it even yeah I agree with that whole thing of social media her her kind of influencers in particular I don't like that and I feel like those influencers trying to make their lives look perfect like that's over oh sorry if there's a siren noise in the background <laughs> I okay. it's really hot <laughs> okay I'll let it dry by. um but yeah I think what makes it even more egregious is the fact that she um, clearly has the resources. I watch and I like was like, okay, I need to not watch any more of her YouTube videos because every time I watch them, she makes money from them. Right. So, um, but I did watch her home tour and her house is gorgeous. Um, they have a massive house. They Cute. have, she has her Cartier bracelets. Um, like you said, they have nice cars. They have the resources. So I think that makes it even more offensive because it's not like, okay, if you were like a struggling, it's like this was a big time influencer who made a lot of money on YouTube, a lot of money exploiting him. Like everything about it is just the craziest thing. It makes yeah, it just all more heartbreaking for Huxley. Right. And it, it's clear that like, she was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to be like the stereotypical mommy blogger, but I also need like an edge that gives me like over the you know I, I don't know what their names are but like an edge a, a difference a unique quality outside of what the typical mommy bloggers are doing like I I don't like that they brought another child into the equation they had another child like within two years of having him like I just and they all have like very young children it had to like add to the chaos and like of course, like, this happens with people that, like, you know, maybe one of your children ends up having special needs, and, like, of course, that's, like, a completely natural part of the process, but, like, I just think that they, they consciously made a choice to bring this child into their home, and then everything about him was an inconvenience to them, and everything, how they lived their life was, like, so counter to his needs I, it it's just really really yeah. weird um it really seemed like he was like an outsider in their home and 100%. yeah there was another video where her husband was talking about how um they pay attention to Huxley so much during the day he takes up so much of their attention that he goes to bed at like 7 p.m and the rest of the kids stay up in their bed and watch movies all night so it's like he he didn't feel like a part of the family and watching these in hindsight, it's like so heartbreaking that clearly he was like an outsider in their home. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... 
when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. Um, um, yeah, they went on a trip to Bali at some point, and I guess they just brought the like the newest child, the youngest child. Like, so who was watching Huxley at this point? Like, I don't know if Huxley, I've been reading a lot, and no one can nail down because she's not offering any transparency. No one knows if she went to Bali after they gave him up to celebrate, quote unquote, or if this was right before they gave him up, in which case why are you going to Bali right now? Either way, they don't seem sad. She still has the Bali highlight up on her Instagram yeah. um, where you can watch it. Like she, she seems fine. Like it's just so gut wrenching. And like you said, them um, having another biological child. Um, why did they do that? Like why? They made that choice. Um, so either way you spin it where people are like, oh, well they have young kids at home. Maybe he didn't, you know, um, maybe he didn't get along with the baby or whatever it is. And it's like, well, they had the baby after him. Why does the baby get priority? Right, right. Because he's biological. And um, I will say that, and (laughs) I can't say exactly who, but someone from their camp, again, won't say who, reached out to me and asked me to delete my tweets. And I said, no. (laughs) I was like, the tweets are staying up, sorry. And I was kind of fighting with them on the phone because they were kind, they were trying to spin it. And I think this was also before it really went viral. So mm-hmm. at that point, it was kind of just me making a lot of noise about it. It hadn't hit, you know, people, BBC, CNN, whatever it's made its rounds to at this point. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they reached out to me and they said, and I was like, would Micah have given up um, her biological child if they found out? that child had special needs? Absolutely not. And this person said, we were going to, I mean, we were going to clarify that, that yeah, they would. I was like, you would sign over your birth child to another family if you found out they had special needs. I don't think this is coming across the way you want it to. So yeah, I mean, that was like one of the biggest questions to me is like, yeah, if, if this was your biological child, like, I've never heard of people saying like, well, we'll get to that in a second. So basically what kind of happened is that like the last Instagram post on her account that I saw of him was from late March. And then it seemed like he got phased out. People were asking, where's Huxley? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then she was deleting comments, right? On people on her IG. She was deleting comments and blocking people who asked about him. And that's, that's what really picked up my attention when I saw that in um, Blog Snark and on Reddit. I was like, okay, she's hiding something. Like she's literally trying to hide it from her followers. That's beyond fucked up. And yeah. there are a, a bunch of little Instagram accounts now, like Micah, Micah Stouffer fan, like Micah Stouffer liar, Justice for Huxley, like a lot of accounts now. But they had been making noise on her accounts, and I guess they had been tagging her sponsors and reaching out to her sponsors so she didn't say anything in fact she was trying to you know conceal the truth until she couldn't anymore because it was affecting her bottom line which makes them grosser exactly and i I feel like unfortunately like i I think i saw somebody on i don't know if it was your twitter thread or somebody else but like somebody commented like why like i understand that this is really messed up but like why would you contact her sponsors and blah 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 and it's like well first of all you can't be profiting off of a child that you don't have 
and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's bad at all because I would rather that. And again, that person from her camp who reached out to me said that they were getting death threats. And I was like, that's not cool. Right. I would rather people channel that energy by reaching out to her sponsors than reaching out to the Stouffer's. Don't bother them. They're screwed. If you need to channel your energy here, like tell the sponsors. And I feel like people are, are supporting brands more than ever who align with their values. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fair to be like, if you are a brand that aligns yourself with this, then I can't support you. I think that's totally fair. I truly couldn't believe they, they, she did SponCon for Drift, the, the, um, like children's sensitive baby, like a uh, laundry detergent or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there was something that she wrote something like, Oh, you know, it smells like babies and it helps me get more, um, like, like, like I feel more nurturing towards Huxley because he smells like a baby because I didn't have that time with him. Like, how did that copy even get approved? <laughs> right. Like her saying that it, it helps her bond with her adopted child. Like what? It, Just bizarre. It's totally bizarre. And, you know, unfortunately, like with people like Liz, who don't have a seeming, seemingly don't have a moral compass, like money talks and they will start to respond to you once their money gets fucked up and these are the things i mean it's like a necessary evil like and you don't deserve money if you're not having if you don't have this child anymore people deserve to have answers as to why a child is suddenly gone (laughs) that is a completely fair question yeah it's not like a casual thing like it's not a dog it's a child right Right. And, and just like, okay, so then let's just get into like the video where they're finally admitting that they rehomed, in their words, Huxley. Again, a term that you use for a dog, not a human being. Um, the, the crying and them talking about how, you know, Micah tried so hard. She did everything she could possibly do. And, the two things that like really pissed me off were one that they said that you know like the doctors said that like it would just be a better fit for him to be with another family which is like first of all is that true but secondly that may may speak more to like the parenting that you were doing in the home than like his Mm -hmm. inability to like ingratiate himself into your or integrate yourself himself into your family and Mm -hmm. Too. What is it? Ter- they did. They said something like he was giving us signs, and I think she wrote this in like a a comment to somebody or something. Yeah. He was Huxley was giving us signs when we were with other families that like he wanted to be with another family. What? Oh yeah, I'm sure your nonverbal four year old is definitely capable of making a life altering decision like that. Like, it's just ridiculous. That's a crazy thing to say. I mean, surely a lot of toddlers would probably say like, oh, I want to live with this family because the mom gave them a lollipop. Or, you know, it could be anything because you're having more fun with them at the park and in this moment. But to say that like a child was letting you know that they wanted to be with another family, like that is not a thing. That's not yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not a thing. It's just the most absurd thing ever. And like you said in the video um, where they say they tried everything. And then, you know, I, I posted this video, which I hope you saw because it's ridiculous, where she's talking about downgrading his speech therapy from $500 a month to $70 a month yeah. while she's wearing a $6,500 Cartier bracelet. Right. She's like, not $500 a month. No, 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 no. Like, it didn't there are so like many that. mothers out there that would probably kill to be able to afford that. And yeah. she's just not prioritizing that as a need. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a matter of like, we can't afford it. It was a matter of like, I'm not willing to pay that much money that I can't afford. Like, I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's receipts of it. There's proof. Like, she just did not think this through at all. And, um, I think, and I say that about her, the video they they may have, because it was had no choice. 
to have him taken away, which I don't know. I don't know enough about, you know, the system. Like, I don't know enough about that to be able to, like, really have an opinion there. Um, I think if that was the case, it would have been better for her to admit that. Like, right. your brand, I think her brand would have suffered still, but not like this. I think admitting that you actually willingly gave up your child is so much worse. Right. And, and yeah, and I think there was something really, like, they kind of put the onus on him a little bit by saying, like, there were things, like, 95% of the things that he did, like, you guys weren't privy to, you didn't witness. It's like, okay, oh. but sure, he's a child, but it made it seem like he was being, like, sinister. And, like, oh, yeah. She knew weird. exactly what she was doing by insinuating that. And it's disgusting, especially when you watch, you know, her old videos. He seems, and again, like, no one knows what's going on behind closed doors. He seems like just a sweet, gentle, like, laughing, sometimes throwing a tantrum, which she would film. But what four year old doesn't throw tantrums, you know? Yeah. Nothing that we saw was like, you know, off or anything like that, except for their behavior. And it's like, yeah, of course, like, you're not going to show everything and you're not going to show like the more frustrating times or the more upsetting times or the times where he's like, you know, flipping out or whatever, because that is his privacy and that is fair. But it's also like, well, what is the truth though? Like now I just don't really believe you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's Uh, like, she's just, they're making it so much shadier by offering no transparency to, again, the followers that helped pay for his life. And it's so funny that she is now all about privacy. Now she cares about privacy. Like, come on. And to say like, oh, we just didn't want to say like what was going on behind the scenes because of his privacy and you know, like, we didn't want to mess anything up for him, like, I don't understand the logic behind that, like, you've, yeah, you've shown his whole life, the two years that you've had him, and, and now something has flipped, like, like, as if, they kind of made it seem like something with the foster adoption process might be messed up by, like, saying that they have given him to somebody, but to me, it just seems like they wanted to, wait as long as possible to say this Mm -hmm. and continue to act like they're living they're playing happy family to profit off it really until they had no choice but to say like Mm -hmm. we have four kids now instead of five yeah I find that so disgusting like you said just trying to put it off as long as possible because they knew people would be mad Um, they knew they wouldn't be able to monetize those videos anymore, that their brand deals would suffer. They tried to wait while they were going to Bali or whatever the hell they were doing, um, trying to hide it, which just makes it so much more disgusting and blocking people for asking about the well-being of your child. Like, there's something I really, really, really hate about influencers who block their fans for asking questions. Like, we don't always have to kiss your ass. Like... I think that's such a sign of narcissism, and I think that's something that, you know, not only Micah, but, like, Arielle Charnas, Caroline Calloway, like, these people that I frequently call out, like, they all act the same. It's all narcissism. It's it's truly, truly sick. Um, Is there anything else that we should talk about that that needs to be discussed? Um, I feel like that covered a lot of it. I, that felt really good to, like, get off my chest. (laughs) What do you, if you had to predict, like, what do you think their future is going to look like now? Because I've seen, like, big YouTube accounts saying, like, we should have a campaign, like a change.org situation where all the videos that Huxley's are in should be demonetized. Um, I just, I don't know how you come back from this. Like, as a family. I don't think they do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how you... So hopefully the the Stopper Garage account is going to be thriving because I I just like, as a mommy blogger, as a family blogger, I just don't know how you can continue to profit off of this. Right. When you make like 
motherhood your whole shtick, like being a mommy blogger, and then you turn out to be a devil mother. (laughs) Like no one's going to listen to you anymore as no one should. Like I I think they're done and I hope his channel gets in trouble too. I think they're both, like we said at the beginning, they're both culpable. And yeah, I I think it's over for her. I hope it is. I think that she should go offline, pay attention to the kids she has and live a life off social media because I don't see how she comes back from this. Not at all. And she should have thought about that. She really should have. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, and um, I can't say, I can't say really anything um, just because this was told to me in, you know, confidence, but I did speak to people that know that Huxley is safe and the family, the new family is in the process of adopting him, which I know is probably a relief for a lot of people that he seems to have found his, you know, permanent home and he won't be bouncing around after this, which at least for me brought me like a lot of relief. Cause I know a lot of people were <clears throat> very concerned online. Yes, I, that I think is like the only happy ending, truly happy ending that we could have from this situation is that at least he'll be with, you know, like, I think she mentioned like, oh, the, his adopted mom has like a medical training and blah, blah, blah. But beyond that, for him to be in a, in a home that he's like being cared for in the way that he deserves and to be treated like a human being, which he is, um, I think is like the best possible situation out of this like thank god that you're free from this family oh yeah a hundred percent it's like the one again the one good thing to come out of this is that he's not with them anymore and yeah from what I've heard the family is amazing so I feel I feel really good I know a lot of people have actually been dming me and being like can you please confirm like I will take Huxley if he doesn't have a home I will literally I mean it like so many people have reached out to me and I'm like from what I've heard he is in his new permanent home and he's safe and no more uprooting. And again, that's the other thing. It's like with, with someone who has this attachment disorder that he has as, you know, a child with autism, um, that being uprooted like this is really difficult for mm-hmm. him. It would be difficult for any child, but especially for him. So a lot of people are really concerned about that. And it's like, no, it sounds like he's staying put forever now, which is great. That's really great. And I'm glad that, like, A, initially they wanted to adopt two children at once. Um, Thank God that didn't happen. Thank Um, God. The crazy thing is, like, they almost didn't even get Huxley because they, like, around the time that they were going to, around the time that they began the process, they, China had, like, issued more regulations on um, how people could internationally adopt. Like, you your youngest child could only be could have it had to be like a three-year-old minimum the young the next youngest child you couldn't have more than like five children in the home there were like a bunch of things that like it was like dang he almost could have made it but then they ended up getting grandfathered in because they had already begun the process so they ended up skirting you know the regulations because they were grandfathered in yeah yeah Um, so they like just barely made it, but I mean, yeah, thank God he is fine and hopefully the rest of his days are happy and hopefully he's got like a middle name he can go by because Huxley 
it, it's rough. It's rough for me. <laughs> I know. The, I mean, the rest of her kids' names, what are they again? I feel like, like Navajo. There's one named Jaka. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Onyx. There's, oh, and Radley. Radley. Radley, yes. Onyx, Jaka, and then Kova, or like, I, I want to say Navajo. I honestly don't know, but it's something. <laughs> it's, um, oh, Kova. It's Kova. Kova, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Navajo. No, yeah, naming privileges revoked forever. Really? Like, what are you guys thinking? Uh, well, thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for having me. This was very cathartic for me to <laughs> be able to rant about this out loud and not just on Twitter. <laughs> um, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, um, I am on Twitter at Soph Ross with four S's at the end. Um, I don't know why that's my handle. And I'm on Instagram at Soph underscore Ross. Um, and yeah, like, like Kara said, I tweet a lot about um, influencers and them being problematic and just assholes in general. So yeah, there, that's where you can find me. I do have another question for you. Yeah. When do you predict the downfall of Caroline Calloway? Oh my God. I think there won't be a downfall, like an official, like she's not cancelable because she's not relevant. Like she doesn't have brand deals. She doesn't have a job. Like she just exists and posts on social media. Um, so there's nothing she could do to be canceled further, but I do, my prediction would be that she ends up in prison one day. <laughs> Where the and fuck I, is that book? Where is that book that was supposed to come out exactly. to me? The book doesn't exist. She <laughs> said there would be a, a, an update this week, and it's now Friday, so I don't think an update is coming. Um, you know, to any listeners who may not know what we're talking about, um, just that she sold a book that she hadn't written yet in January and has been trying to pretend she's working on it, but it still doesn't exist. And now she's blaming coronavirus and it's just never going to exist. And it's called scammer. So these people knew what they were getting themselves into. I don't feel bad for them, but yeah, they're all getting scammed. Oh, love it. Oh. Well, thank you so much. Um, we'll have to talk again soon. Yeah, definitely. I'm really looking forward to like hearing this when it goes live. Yes. Um, so it'll probably come out like Monday or Tuesday. So if anything happens, you guys, if anything happens over the weekend, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if to tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll um, update people on Twitter. Don't worry. Exactly. I'll, I'll make my opinions very known as I usually do. Yes. Head over to Sophie's <laughs> Twitter to find out what happens next. Um, all right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Have a good one. <laughs>